Welcome to the Market Talk podcast sponsored by WealthPress, where we believe if you're investing uninformed, you're screwed. Get the inside scoop on what's driving the markets today and what that means for your money, all in just 15 minutes. Well, good day, everyone. My name is Roger Scott. I'm the head trader of WealthPress. Today is July 30th. Tomorrow is the last day of the month. And believe it or not, but I believe today, actually today, is the biggest. We're right now in the middle, smack middle of earnings season. I believe today is the biggest day. We've got Amazon. As far as market capitalization, we got Amazon. We got Facebook. We got, uh, what else we got? We, we, we got tons of large cap companies, and I'll talk to you about that in a bit. But let's start off with the global economy, and what do I always say? Let's get into it right now. So global markets, U.S. stocks fell Thursday after the Federal Reserve warned that COVID-19 is not going anywhere, that they're threatening the economy, and it's, it's, it's really causing a lot of damage. Stock dropped overnight. Right now, uh, pre-open, the Dow's down about 200 points stocks. Dropped in Europe after Germany said its economy shrank by 10% in its second quarter of the previous period. GDP for U.S. is coming out today at, uh, I believe it's coming out at 2 p.m. if I'm correct, 2 to 2.30. Don't quote me, that might have been the FOMC yesterday. Let's take a look real quick. I want to be 100% clear. I don't want to give you the wrong time. Okay, no, it's actually coming out in about 25 minutes. And as you could see here, and jobless claims too. And the expectation, folks, look, we had negative 5%. The prior to COVID-19, we had uh, positive 2, positive 2.1%. That was the, the target, quarterly target, 2% growth. COVID-19 hit, we had negative 5%. This is supposed to be the trout. This is supposed to be the worst downside. So we're looking at negative 35%. I, it's hard. It, it hurts me to say it. To 38%. Any, if we can go above 25.5%, which is the upper case of the of the consensus, then we're not doing bad. But just to give you an example, Germany was negative 10%. We're looking at U.S. <clears throat> we're looking at U.S. to be down between 38 and 25%. That's big, folks. That's not a joke. And jobless claims which is the other big report coming out in about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. As long as, this is the key, the four-week moving average. We were below the four-week moving average for the last five, maybe six, seven weeks. And then it started popping up. It spiked last week to uh, 1.4 million. This is in thousands, so this is 1.4 million new claims. We're now expecting anywhere from 1.3 million new claims to 1.55 new claims, 1.5. 1,550,000 new claims. Sorry, I have to transpose all these numbers in my head. The key is, and I don't know if we'll get there, but the key is to stay within this 1.36 million or lower. If we can maintain the number near the four-week moving average, we will do okay. So let's talk more about the global economy. On Wednesday, yesterday, Mr. Jerome Powell, the guy that I would hate to play, well, actually, I would love to play uh, poker with him because this guy can't blink to save his life. This guy's like, he's like predicting everything into the future. It's doing the opposite of what the Fed is supposed to do. The Fed is supposed to keep us guessing, keeping us, keeping us fig- trying to figure out what they're going to do next. This Fed just tells us everything they're going to do in advance. It's, 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 
I want to play poker with this guy. Some states and some local governments to reimpose anti-disease measures threatening the modest recovery from the pandemic. And the recovery hasn't been big. It's been it's been really good for some sectors, like the cloud, uh, computer clouds, but for some sectors, it's been just horrible. The Fed said it would keep buying $120 billion of treasury and mortgage bonds every month to encourage borrowing and spending. But Powell said Congress needs to take action. Legislators have yet to agree on the aid of $600 in weekly unemployment benefit for millions of Americans running out. So Thursday, Japan reported retail sales rose better than expected. Hard to believe, 13% in June. That means retail sales in one of the world's biggest markets was only 0.9% lower in February. Now, the here the thing about retail sales is a lot of the retail sales in US didn't drop. It just went to the online channels. I actually talked in my yesterday afternoon's video quite a bit about that. Um, but it is lower than it was. But this is amazing that Japan can have it only by this factor. It really says a lot. That means their, their economy is really doing well or they're doing a really good... Um, COVID-19 preventive measure control. In the United States, some companies reported quarterly reports exceeding forecasts, though they are still well below the antivirus levels. AMD, the company that I told you guys several weeks ago, is much better in position than Intel. Intel dropped, AMD went up 12.5% after it reported stronger than expected profits. Starbucks, on the other hand, gained 3.7% after reporting a loss that wasn't as bad as they were expecting. Starbucks has dropped tremendously in relative strength. Prior to the the COVID-19 pandemic, it was one of my top 10 strongest stocks. It's now faltered. So I'm seeing a big downside in Starbucks, regardless of how this earnings shakes out. In Europe, Airbus shares were up and said it acted aggressively to support cash flow. Kodak. Did you guys see Tom Busby yesterday, one of our traders? He made a killing. I think he bought it below 10 and sold it near 50 or 60 bucks a share. You got to check out Tom Busby. He's amazing. Second day after company won a contract with the Fed to actually go into chemical productions that will help pharmaceutical companies bring production back into the U.S. Shares rose to $33, but it went as high as 59 at one point. And crude oil, it's a little lower, but again, Prices are above $40 a barrel, which means U.S. companies are just not bleeding, gushing blood. So let's talk about earnings. I I, got to show you. I mean, I think honestly today's the largest market cap day in terms of earnings. Let me just go by market cap. We got Molson Molson Coors, not one of the biggest ones. We got Lilly. That's a big one. And it's a very broad-based day for... um, for earnings. We got everything today. Everything you can imagine. Tech, medicine, 8x8. Keep an eye on this. This is a cloud computer company. And uh, if people want to use their phone systems because they're working from home and move it to the cloud, 8x8. Just something to think about. Uh, Let's look at some other ones. Let's look at some big ones. Comcast. That's a big one. Keep an eye on Comcast because there's been a lot of movement in this industry from cable to uh, to to uh, these little things like like Roku, these devices, these interact interactive devices, and they're killing cable companies and they're killing satellite companies as well. And this, the whole satellite technology is just going under. We got Apple, the world's one of the world's biggest companies. We got Royal Dutch. 
I mean, you name it, we got it today. CNX, that's a company that we actually have here locally. Mercer, big. I mean, look at these. We got ConocoPhillips. We got, let's see here. We got Amazon as well, by the way. We got Sirius today. Look at the, the market cap on the stock. We got Crocs, my second favorite retailer. Lulu's number one. Let's see. Facebook is coming out today. Talk about market cap, right? So we're going to see volatility today. And remember, Amazon. Amazon and Amazon is Amazon. Let me do this by market cap. I'll just stick to today's, but I want to do it by market capitalization. Let's see if we could just see here. Let's see here. The 30th. Where's the 30th? Why isn't it doing it the way I wanted it to? Let's do it by... There we go. Let's see. Ashford. Oh, that's a small... It's not doing by volume. All right, but I think we have it. I think we could just do it here by dates and we can we can see it. But yeah, Amazon, Amazon, Facebook, um, Apple, <laughs> uh, Cabot and Oil. I mean, we got... Look at, look at this volume today. Philips, you got a lot of oil companies. You got a lot of broad tech companies. You got financial companies, you got clothing companies. So keep your eye on the market. Now, as far as today's trade, I thought this would be uh, interesting. I'm looking at pullbacks right now. The NASDAQ pulled back, and I mean the NASDAQ pulled back. This is the NASDAQ, N-D-A-Q. NASDAQ is the strongest sector overall. It's been outperforming the market for a while. It's pulling back right now. Now, here is what I would do. I would put a stop loss stop loss notice i'm talking about stop losses before i even get into a trade i would put a stop loss right before here this is a very low risk trade so the stop loss would be right at the 126.50 level right around here and my profit i mean excuse me my entry would be right at the 132 level on a stop right here on a buy stop so i would buy on a buy stop I would let strength let me in at 132, and I would get out at 126.50. So 132 on a buy stop and 126.50 on a sell stop. Take profits right around the 135 level, 135, 136 level. This is a high probability trade if it if it stops you in. There's a good chance we won't even enter, and if it doesn't enter today, the trade is dead. It's killed. It's a for today only trade. So you would put a buy stop, an entry buy stop at 132. You would liquidate the trade if it goes against you about 130, 126.50-ish, 126.40-ish, right around this level right here, below the swing low. And you would enter right above the swing high, right at the 132 level on a buy stop. Get out about 135, 136-ish level. And if you're trading options, let's look at some options. 51 days. That's pretty good because it's not a long-term trade. And if we were to get in and we would stay in this trade for more than 20 days and it wouldn't do anything, I would just get out. The price is 131. I would be looking at the 130 strike price. Right about 5 550 maybe $6 a share. You could also go to the 135 strike price, but I wouldn't go further. And you'll probably get that one for about $4 because we're looking for price to go higher. So look to pay about $6, $6.25-ish maybe 650 for the 130 strike and for the 135 maybe $4 give or take and again i would give this trade about 20 days assuming you're in and if it doesn't stop you out 
And if the stock stops out, you just liquidate the option. If you get an entry on the stock, then you just buy the option. You trade the option as a proxy for the stock. So you use the stock as your guide to get in and out of the option. So if you were to take profit on the stock, you would take profit on the option. If you ent your entry price gets triggered at 136, as I said, I believe it was, then you would just buy the option. So you would use the stops, the alerts on the stock to buy the option. And we're looking at the September 18th expiration. It's got 51 days to go, and I would only hold it for no more than about 20 days and at the most. And if it wouldn't get stopped out by that time, I would just liquidate the trade. Bye. Talk soon. Have a great day. Thanks for listening today. Make sure to subscribe to the Market Talk podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you're listening from today so you don't miss any important news regarding your money and your investments. Have a great rest of your day. My name is Roger Scott, and happy trading.